Good morning, podcast world. Welcome back to the Untold in Hospitality. I'm your host here today. Uh, we're going to keep it a little different today. Nothing too crazy, nothing scripted, nothing prepared. I know we previously did a raw episode and content a couple episodes ago. We're going to do something similar. Um, really, the main focus today is going to be an incident that occurred between myself and a guest and how the guest was extraordinarily satisfied with the service. And it goes to show how good of people are out there because the guest told me how she's been in a similar situation and other people just brush it off. So it's pretty rewarding. If you've been on this side, you'll know what it's about. If you haven't, well, hopefully your time will come. There's plenty of opportunity to help people in the hospitality world. It's just a matter of how you're going to find your way. So I also hope that, um, gosh, I can't believe December's almost over. We're in the middle. It's the 16th. That's the date of this recording. And wow, that's all I can say. Wow. How did we get here? Where did the year go? And what is going to come next? I can't wait to find out. And I'm sure you can't either. Um, I hope that you're, you and your family are preparing well for the holidays. Um, whatever holiday it is you support, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, nothing. I hope that you're preparing for it however you see fit. And if you're not and you're a last-minute shopper like a lot of people are and I used to be, then good luck with everything. Um, I always used to be the you know, 23rd, 24th person and... That worked out well for me. However, I'm at a point now, I'm 29, I'm married with two kids, where that is not an option to just go out a day or two before and pick up the Christmas gifts or anything like that. So you know, now we're going out weeks in advance to get the kids their new clothes and toys and all that good stuff. It's very, very time consuming. If you don't know, well, you will probably know. As soon at some point in your life, if you don't plan on having kids, well, then you'll never know. Go shop for your dog or your parakeet, whatever it is you've got. So on that note, we will do a 2021 year in review since we started our podcast next week or the week after, depending on how business goes. If you are in the hospitality field, which I'm assuming you probably are. You know that this time of year from just about the beginning of November up until January 2nd tend to be very, very, very busy for a lot of us, especially if you have a resort and you're trying to manage a property. You've got people coming in. you got people going out. you got large events, celebrities, VIPs, the whole nine yards and the like. So that's why it's been a hot minute since we've post it, uh, but it's okay because we're going to record a short episode today, give you guys some good vibes, get the juices flowing, and really work on ending 2021 with a bang and bringing in 2022 with an even bigger bang. I know I have some great things pending. Um, I hope that you have some good things pending and in the works. I believe that one of them is a lot more likely than the other. However, I don't know, and I'm waiting to find out, and I hope it's soon, but who knows. Um, We'll talk about them as they come available. Um, One's really a promotion at another property in another state, and then one's just a 
leaving my current role, leaving my life in the state that I do live in, and relocating out to Arkansas or Oklahoma. Um, I know some of you will probably think we're crazy for that, but my wife is from Oklahoma. She wants to move back towards her family, and, well, I support her just like she supports me. So we don't know what we're doing. Um, we're going to figure it out and see what happens. So as I get good news, you will certainly get good news as well. On to the good stuff, though. All right. So, the what today's, I'm trying to keep track of my days. Tuesday, I start shift at 3 o'clock. I work evenings, as you know, if you've previously listened. And we had an EMS call on my property just about the start of our shift at 3 o'clock, where a 97-year-old guest fell on property and they needed to be evaluated by EMS. So our first responder team responds to property or responds to the location, sorry. And they begin their evaluation and they believe that EMS is warranted and necessary. The lady is 97 years old and she just fell and she's got some issues that my team has identified. So Initially, her and her husband are like, no, 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 we're fine. We don't need EMS. We're okay. The whole nine yards, blah, blah, blah. But my team, as exceptional as they always are, managed to convince her to have EMS come out. EMS comes out, and of course, for some odd reason, the county fire rescue comes out, and the first words out of their mouth is, I don't know why we're here, but we don't get called just to evaluate people. They say, what? You need to calm down, okay? Because we have a guest here, a patient, as you would call it, that has fallen. And though she was able to get up on her own, she needs medical evaluation. And we're trained first responders. We are not trained medical professionals. So we need you to come here and do your part. Treat the patient. Simple as that. You get paid a large sum of money from my property to do it. So come, do it. And transport or don't transport. That's not my problem. My problem is I pay you to come. Anytime I call you, you are to come. Simple as that. Don't come at me, bro. So anyway. So this lady, after an hour and a half of debate and conversation and so forth, ends up being transported to a local area hospital. For the better. She, Like I said, she was 97 and she had some issues. So... Two hours goes by, and I get a call from our um, customer care line, our PBX operators. I'm like, yeah, I got a guest on the phone that's inquiring about her. That wants information regarding her mother's transport. So I'm like, huh, well, I can't really give you anything because confidentiality and so forth. But I'll talk to you, and I'll figure out what's going on. So my team transfers the call to me. I introduce myself, and... So welcome um, to the phone conversation. What can I help you out with? And she says, well, I'm trying to confirm what hospital they went to. I don't have any information. Her husband's in your hotel room, but he's 94 and he doesn't really have any information. And he's shaken up and he's stressed and he can't give me any details. I'm like, well, that's a problem because I can't give you details either, unfortunately. So what I was able to confirm with her was that the transport occurred at 
4.30. Keep in mind, the call started at 3 o'clock. Um, and that Joseph, her husband, was still in the room. I don't know anyone else's name other than Joseph. So I'm like, here's what I can do. I can go up to the room. I can speak with Joseph. Because he was he's the husband. He has all the right to her details because he was in the room and already previously gave permission in front of EMS in front of my first responder team. So that's no problem. We're good to go. So like I can go talk to him and he can um, relay the information to you. So I can give it to him. He can give it to you. We can do a live transfer. I just cannot tell you. So, okay, great. Thanks. I appreciate it so much. I go up to the room and I'm with my first responder team. And we're trying to talk to this 90-year-old, 94-year-old male, Joseph. He's all over the place. He's shaken up. He's stressed. He's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what's going on. And he can't really hear well. So he's trying to listen and comprehend, but he's, he's struggling. But at the end of the day, we wrote down on a piece of paper the hospital that the person was transported to, the phone number for the hospital, and my name and title and two phone numbers to contact me should he have any comments, questions, or concerns. Or that once he spoke to the daughter, his stepdaughter, if they needed to follow up with me, they could reach out back to me. Here's the phone numbers to do so and so forth. So this was at 6 o'clock. So call started at 3. Transport happened around 4.30. 6 o'clock, I got the call. We spoke to him. And my we, we departed the area. We were done. We're like, cool. Normal day. No problem. We're good to go. Squared away. Um, I, in the midst of talking to him at 6 o'clock, I did let him know because he is so old and they lived an hour and a half from property that if they needed, a, if he needed a ride to the hospital where she was transported to, if they would allow the visitors, that I would pay for a taxi through our company program to help get him to the location. So he was very appreciative to that. Sorry, forgot my phone's all loud. Um, apologize, apologize. So he was very appreciative of the taxi voucher offer and said that he would give us a call back when he knows more and when we can do more and we would go from there. So my team and I, we departed the hotel room and went about our business like it was a normal, normal day. And of course, it never ends that way. So as the night went on, we or I, I will say, received another call from the daughter, who, by the way, was in the state of New York and not in the state that we were in because, well, they she feels it appropriate to leave her parents alone, I guess, and let them figure out their problems themselves, except she will collect their retirement when or her inheritance whenever it is they pass because she sure as hell has the power of attorney. So anyway, sorry. Um... So anyway, so she's in New York, and we're, I'm trying to communicate with her. However, I'm pretty limited with what I can do. I mean, it's a lot of phone conversations, a lot of checking up on the stepfather and so forth, but there's really not too much that I can do to help other than check on him, give him a taxi voucher to the hospital and call today. <clears throat> so she's having problems communicating with him because he's so elderly that he... Apparently keeps turning his phone on silent, not answering his phone. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. 
So I got to go back up to the room. I got to check on him. And I'm like, all right, um, just checking on you. Make sure your phone's allowed. I help him turn his phone on loud. I go back to my office. I'm doing some more work. My team calls me and says, hey, we have a guest on the phone that you were speaking to earlier. He says he's ready to go to the hospital. I'm like, ooh, well, that was quick. I'm not sure if he can even go yet because I'm not sure he even spoke to him. So now it's about 8, 39 o'clock. And I go up to the room to talk to him, and he comes out. I knock, knock, knock. I'm ready. Okay, what are you ready for? He opens the door. He's got his hat on, his jacket on. He's ready to go. And I'm like, oh boy. Okay. So I'm like, okay, if you want to go to the hospital, like, no problem. We'll get you downstairs. We'll get you into a taxi, and we'll go from there. As we're at our concierge desk for our hotel. We're waiting for a taxi to get to the property so we can put him in it, the whole nine yards. And his daughter, his stepdaughter calls me conveniently. And I'm telling my team, I was like, hey, I obviously am on the floor. I'm not in my office. I can't talk to her. So what I need you to do, give her my work cell phone number and tell her to call this number since I'm with um, her stepdad. So they do just that and she ends up calling my work cell phone, which... It's perfectly fine. It's not my personal one. It's my work one. No problem. That's what it's there for. So I'm talking to her and she's like, no, no, don't let him go. He can't go. The hospital said that they're not going to do anything, that they can't um, take visitors and that she's still going through a whole bunch of tests. I'm like, okay. So I tell him, I was like, hey, unfortunately you can't go right now. Blah, 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 blah. And he struggles with it. But I also put his stepdaughter on the phone. She reiterates it to him. So then I question, because you can see the disappointment in his face. He wants to be with his wife, right? He probably hasn't been alone in like 60 years. So he wants to be with his wife, and she's in the hospital. So I'm like, you know what? Have you eaten yet today? And he's like, no, I haven't. You know, I just had some water. I'm like, okay, well, how about we do this? How about I buy you dinner? Go to the restaurant of your choice, whichever one in the building that you want. Go to the restaurant, eat, and... Then we'll reevaluate everything from here. How's that sound? And his daughter was very appreciative. She's like, oh, yes, that'd be perfect. Then it's one less person and thing we need to worry about with him. Because all his focus is hospital, hospital, hospital. His focus is not about his well-being. It's about his wife's. So that's where I'm kind of stepping in like, hey, I know you want to go up there. I know you want to see her. It's been six hours since this all occurred. Have you eaten? No, I haven't. Great. I'm going to force you to eat. So his daughter was very appreciative of that over the phone. And I was able to, I told him, I said, here's all our restaurants. I was like, you pick your favorite one, whichever one. I've got no issue with it. And because of where I work at, we have compensation points and dollars that we can use for guests to enjoy, buy merchandise, eat food, drinks, so forth. Um, they earn them and we can issue them. So I'm like, I'll give you 50 bucks in comp dollars that you can use towards whatever meal you want. So my supervisor and I were at the concierge desk. He's all excited about this. And he picks a restaurant on property, which is a phenomenal one. Of course, no problem, right? Free dinner, I would do the same. So we start ushering him over to the restaurant that he chose to get him situated. Because I'm not going to say, okay, go. And I know you're probably not going to go. You're not going to eat. And you're just going to try to get back to the hospital, right? So my supervisor and I, we escort him to the restaurant and we go into the host and we're like, hey, it's just going to be one. 
and uh, we stand by and they escort him to the table and we stand by and I'm like, my supervisor was so eager to leave, right? He's like, okay, cool. He's here. Let's go. I'm like, well, no, there's more to it that we have to do as a comfort level and as a compassion level. You can't just leave him and say good luck because something's going to go wrong. He's going to lose his car, his reward point card. He's going to lose, forget who we are. He's Something's going to happen and we want to set him up for success so he can enjoy his time without having to stress about anything else, right? We just don't want to drop him off and leave because what's going to happen? We're only going to get called back. So we stand by, wait till the, I wait till the waitress comes over and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Um, I was like, we're not dining with him. It is just him. I was like, but I was like, I want you to know that he's going to be paying with his rewards card. I'm going to go re-put $50 on there for it. So I was like, he's don't ask him to verify his identity for the points. I said, I've already done that. I was like, and honestly, I was like, he's probably not going to remember where it's at or he's going to get confused. I was like, so here's the rewards card. I put it on the salt and pepper shaker and I left my business card with it. It says who I am. I'm one of the managers on property. Any questions, give me a call. And we'll go from there. But take my word for it. I, I, I did my part. He's verified. He's good. Use the card. And she understood that, and he was very appreciative of that. And I let him know, hey, you can order anything on the menu you want, get a good dessert, the whole nine yards. I said, and when you're done, I want you to either call us, we can escort you back to your hotel room, or two, we can check out to see if you can head up to the hospital, or three, again, we can escort you um, anywhere on property that you want to go. But I highly recommend, by the time you're done, it'll probably be 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I was like, why don't you go get some sleep, and we can reevaluate um, you heading up to the hospital in the morning. Makes sense, right? Perfect. Trying to help him relax, trying to help him enjoy his time on property without trying to focus too much on his wife and getting himself all up in his feels. So we go about our business, nothing happens, and everything's well. Um, every His daughter and him knew that I was out of the building around 1130, and I did send an email to the other two shifts so that they were aware in case he came up hey, this is the incident, this is his name and information, this is the daughter and her name and information, right? So there was no hiccups, no questions or anything like that. So, of course, our Grave Shift team, good old Grave Shift, shout out to Grave Shift, woo, Grave Shift. Um, anyway, so a good old Grave Shift team who is maintaining the entire property while you're asleep so kudos to them again shout out grave shift they sent me an email around three four in the morning how the guests came down to the concierge desk or the um hotel lobby area and was inquiring about his safe ride to the hospital because now he got some sleep he was rested he was good to go he wanted to go to the hospital um fortunately the team there did not let him go to the hospital, not because they didn't want to, but because it was not the right time. The hospital was still getting the wife organized, still running some tests and so forth, so he wouldn't have been allowed up anyway. So he got ushered back to his room, and then, of course, our day shift team, day shift, dealt with him as well. And he, they were scheduled to check out of the hotel room at 11 o'clock. And he just wants to go to the wife or go to the hospital and be with his wife. However, he's he can't. He's not allowed to do that. So they um 
they, they they talk to him. They get him organized. They're speaking to the daughter as well to make sure everything goes as planned. But nothing's really accomplished. And instead, he's actually, oh my gosh. So everything's coordinated through day shift. They're waiting for them to confirm he can go to the hospital. Checkout is 11 o'clock, just like most hotels. I get in at 2 o'clock. They had a one-night stay. They were supposed to check out yesterday, Wednesday, at 11 o'clock. So I get in yesterday, Wednesday, at 2 o'clock. And they're telling me about how they dealt with them, and thanks for the email. And they're just waiting for the hospital to confirm discharge so that they can send him over to pick his wife up. Okay, great. No problem. We're still, we'll still pay for it. I've got no issue with that. So... I'm talking to the daughter ends up calling around three o'clock and I'm like, Hey, this is so-and-so. Um, we spoke yesterday. I'm not sure if you remember, but I'm going to do my part and we're going to see what we can do. And she's like, okay, great. They don't want to drive home because they live so far away an hour and a half. And do you think we could extend a night on their room? I said, well, I'm sure we can. It's going to be a charge, but I'm sure we can. So like, here's what you do. You told me you've been trying to get a hold of him. It's been unsuccessful. I was like, you keep trying, and I will work on the hotel part and see what we can do so that we can get them a taxi to pick up the wife, and then that they can just come back to property, sleep, and go from there. Okay, great. No problem. Thank you so much. Well, as soon as I got off the phone with her, I called the front desk, and unfortunately, due to a very big event we had on property, all this week, actually, our hotel rooms are going for like $800 a night. I almost fell over. I'm like, are you kidding me? $800 for what? So $800 and we only have quote unquote 13 on property available, which if you work in a hotel, you know, that's always a lie. There's always more than 13. We're not that busy. It's a freaking Wednesday. But anyway, so not my, not my place. So she's like, but I can give you a discount for $399 given the circumstances. <laughs> like lady, what are you talking about? I was like, $3.99? For what? So, anyway, so I tried calling the daughter back, which is unsuccessful. And then my next call, about 15 minutes later, is a call from my team letting me know that this guest is outside the concierge desk because they kicked him out of his hotel room and he was ready to go to the hospital and try to get his wife. The reason he did not drive his car was because he did not know the area. I get it. So I rush up to the entrance and I get him organized. I get him into a taxi and he's super appreciative. And he asks me, I, I tell him about the price of the hotel. I said, listen, I said, if you want to pay it, I said, I can get you reserved. I said, you're good. But if you don't want to pay it, I understand we'll have to figure out another option. We just don't know what that option is. So he's like, well, can I come back? And he's like, after I get my wife, can I just come back and get my car? I'm like, of course, absolutely. It's not like I'm keeping a hostage or anything. Come get your car. I said, and if you're comfortable driving home, then you go ahead and drive home. It's your choice. I said, uh, I'm just here to get you to and from the hospital. I said, so whatever it is that you want to do, I've got your back, right? So that's it. This happened at, let's see, I got in at three, about four, 430. So almost... So actually just about over 24 hours um, trying to help these two guests get organized and get adjusted in their time on property. I take thrill in being able to help people and support people. And the daughter ended up calling me and was 
just kind of checking on anything on property. And I said, well, unfortunately, we're kind of closed on the property side, but please keep me updated because I would love to know the outcome and make sure that everyone worked out um, or everything worked out the way it should, rightfully so, after all the hard work, you know. So she ended up calling me last night about 9 o'clock, letting me know that they did drive their car home. They made it safe, sound. The mom was very well. Uh, Joseph, the husband, was phenomenal. And that she really appreciated the kindness that we on the property um, showed towards her family, towards her parents. Because as she stated, that she's been in situations where people, her, her mom needed help, and they just kind of brushed her off and said, well, what do you want us to do? And I explained to her that that is not me, that is not who I am, and I take pride in that. I do. I'm, I'm about helping people. Um, but it's also the right thing to do. You know, if you see someone stuck and you know that they're genuine, try to help them. Um, and honestly, when I see people on the corners asking for help and food and money and water, I'm not going to throw them 20 bucks, but I've taken them to a restaurant and I let them dine and get some food to take with them later, get them some hygiene products if they need it. I will buy the items for you because unfortunately I don't trust you. I've seen it where I've given money away and you, as soon as I step aside, you immediately turn to the person to your left and buy, buy drugs with it. So I don't trust people and that's, that's my choice. I will help you all day in any way possible, assuming you're genuine. And if I don't think you're genuine, then I'm going to just guard you. Not guard you, but I'm going to help you get the products you actually need instead of just handing you 20 bucks and calling it a day because that's not, to me, the right thing to do. I'm not going to be an enabler and then, yeah, and, and, Nate, I can't, I can't say, it. I can't be an enabler. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that word. Oh my gosh. Um, but anyway, I'm an enabler. I think that works. Um, I'm not going to be that person because I've had family that's been on that side of it. And I know what enabling the behavior does to individuals. And I'm not going to do that. Um, I've seen too many loved ones suffer. And I don't want to see more people suffer or someone else's loved one for that matter. So that really ties up my story. Kind of just, I'm always telling you to be a better human, be a better customer and be a better employee. And this story, I think for me really helps sum it up. I think more people, more employees should do this when it's warranted and cap and um, not capable, but when you are capable of doing it and performing the actions, why not do it? You know, um, It, it doesn't take much. And honestly, I was on the property anyway. So me doing all these phone calls back and forth, I was already there. I would have already been interacting with people. You can do the same. Don't let the negative interactions, the negative people destroy your mindset on the positive outcomes that come from all the interactions that we have in the hospitality industry. At the end of the day, our job is to help people on their vacations, enjoy their time, relax, de-stress, and have fun. And if we beat ourselves up over the negative interactions every day over and over and over again, we're miserable too. And at that point, we might as well go work somewhere in a cubicle and hate our lives. Uh, not that everyone that works in a cubicle hates their lives. I know a lot of people who work in cubicles who love their lives. That's not the point. The point is, if you want to be in a dark and dull room, you do it. If you want to be open and... Ensure people have fun and enjoy their time. Come to hospitality. Work in this industry. 
and make an impact every single day, regardless of the Karens, regardless of the Chads, regardless of the Kyles, whatever you want to call them. Don't be them people. Be the change. Be the positive impact. Be the difference.